over 15 years and every week we call one another and we catch up yes we do mike lawson yes we do that is what we do every single week without fail we never miss a week nope and we always have really interesting stories and it's just a really great time you know what i'm telling you something i actually do have a couple of interesting oh, stories i'm so glad i'm glad one of us does this week. <laughs> uh what's up with you um so last week so okay i think i talked about this on this show but um like i have like i have a million other uh personal journals that i'm recording on yeah. but uh i uh had joined this LB- lgbt playwriting class with yeah. a cousin of the show richard and uh i went to a few of them but it was it was at a super inconvenient time it was literally mondays at 8:45 p.m. till 10:45 p.m. in yeah. east la Okay. Right? And so I was like, ugh. You know? Yeah. So I went a few times. And then, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show, but the woman who taught it, Josefina Lopez, um, is a crazy person. And so it was a two-hour class where an hour of it would just be her rambling about crazy shit. And I was like, you Which know Which I what? think was part of the appeal in the beginning, wasn't it? It was, but then I was so sleepy because I didn't have yeah. to drive home. You know? I'm, I'm, I like, I'll be honest with you. And... I think young people don't get this, and I I didn't get it when I was young. You know, when I was young, I thought old people went to sleep early because they were so sad that they just went to bed. Like, they had nothing better to do, you know? Like, in other words, they would prefer to go out, but they're old, and no one wants old people around, so they just go to bed. Yeah. And then you realize, and you think you're here, too, when you hit, like, your 30s, you want to be home. Yeah. And you're so excited when you get to go to bed early. (laughs) I have somewhere to be this evening, mm-hmm. and I have thought of, like, how awful would it be if I just canceled? <laughs> oh, where are you going? Um, It's like a tour of this George Gershwin uh, <sighs> trust building. Oh, God. I was so looking forward to it when I said I would go, and mm-hmm. now I'm kind of like, mm. Yeah, just the thought of, like, leaving and all that. Yeah, so so it's the same thing here is, like, if it were... Look, I like being out when I avoid things. So, for instance, if it was a convenient class that, like, for some reason avoided traffic, like it was during traffic hours. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's the greatest class ever, you know? But it's at 845, I'd rather be home. I've been really just binging the Golden Girls like crazy. Yeah. You know? And uh, I'd rather just be home watching the fucking Golden Girls. Doing your thing. Doing yeah. my thing and go to bed. Like, if I'm like, you know what? I've had, I, and look, I don't force myself to go to bed early, but like, if I get sleepy at 8 30 or 9, I am so excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you. I don't fight it either. No. I don't fight it. Yeah. No, I'm like, all right. I get to go to bed at 9. And uh, so, anyway, I would just rather do that. So there she is, like, yammering away about, you know, spirits and ghosts and i'm just like ugh, yeah. you know can we uh, it's stupid and then so I, I i stopped going which is so funny because on the first day she made everyone go around the table and give a pledge to go to every class 
Uh-huh. So I clearly broke that pledge. Right. But but Richard continued to go. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the class, at the end of the see, at the end of the whole program, they had a read to have a reading. You know, so they did a reading with actors of everyone's plays. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I went last. Richard asked me to go. So last Monday I went. Now, by the way, it was at a very convenient time of seven o'clock. <laughs> Were you yeah. embarrassed at all? Like she would see you? No. Okay. No. I think I would be concerned about that. Like, ugh. Just, she's going to say something, and then I have to, like, either lie or not lie, or I don't know. I could guys. see that. I think with her, I was like, meh. Okay. Right? So I show up to the theater, and I sit in the audience, um, which there was, the invitation was weird. I got the invitation, because I was on the list anyway from in the class. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you're invited to attend this reading. Bring as many people as you like. Please, though, this is not open to the public. What? Right? By the way, I just brought my brought my this is, this is what we're dealing with. So we go, and there's like a team of actors. And I was actually kind of thinking like, oh, they're going to be nightmares. But I'll be honest with you. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by how good they were. They're all actually pretty good. Especially cool. we're doing cold readings. Yeah. And they read my cousin's play, which I have to say was very good. I loved mm. it. It was so good. Right? Mm-hmm. But there was a team of actors and, you know, a lot of... The, especially since it's an LBG, LGBT playwriting class, a lot of the actors that weren't women were gay. And they were lesbians as well. But there were some straights, but mostly gay guys, right? Yeah. And there was this one who kind of caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing a scarf. <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. And... Was he Harry Potter? No. Um, no, he, and you know what? I think he's in his late twenties or early thirties. Okay. So I was like, "Whoa, Joe, look at you!" Right? Can you describe the scarf a little? Like it was gray crochet, and thin. But is it no? Like, it, cro- it was oh, a crochet. Cotton, then. Yeah, it was like a thin cotton okay, scarf, okay. which was <laughs> funny because we're in a heat wave. Yeah. You know, so are we? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like weird to have a scarf, but whatever, right? He's hiding hickeys. Who knows, right? So. The whole playwriting thing goes on, but you know, crazy Josefina Lopez, she's so ADD. She also, by the way, what I'm telling you happens after we started the playwriting class. And then, let me just explain. Maybe a week or two after the playwriting class started, I saw in the paper that she bought a restaurant in East LA. Okay. And she bought a restaurant and opened it. All in the span of this six-week LGBT playwriting class. Okay. And she, so we went to her restaurant after the um, the event. She had a big thing. She's like, the first round of appetizers and drinks is on me. You know? Okay. Yeah. So we go to this thing, right? And I'm at the table. And now, hold on. I should have mentioned this earlier. Flashback to a previous episode of our show when remember I was at the last class I went to actually, when the fan of my other podcast RuPaul's Drag Race recap was in the class, yeah, and he nervously approached me. Jaime is his name. Yeah. He was there as well. Okay. okay, was his play any good? Yeah, his play was really funny. Good. And uh, so his play was he was there, and I was chatting with him, you know, and he was like just like nervous fanboy over me, you know, which I love. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to this dinner, and I take a seat, 
And there's a ton of people there, okay? And Jaime sits next to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's asking me, Richard sits across from me, okay? But Jaime sitting next to me. And he's asking me all these questions about, and there's an open seat to my left. He's asking me all these questions about RuPaul's Drag Race recap and what do I think about this. And you, he's just fanboying, you know, which is fine. You know, I love it. Sure. Then this twinky actor, uh, he sits next to me. So, of course, I'm like <laughs> torn. <laughs> and it, it becomes even worse yeah. because so then this I, is Joe Sophie's choice. Yeah, because it's like. You know, Jaime's a nice-looking guy, but, you know, he's not a twink. Okay. You know, he's not some twinky actor wearing a scarf. Okay? But he is feeding your ego. I know. And then what gets even worse, because if I start talking... And not, I didn't cut Jaime off. Jaime was talking to other people as well. Yeah. But I'm talking to the you, actor, and... You needed to bridge that together. Oh, I know. You, you would have had the night of your life. Oh, my God. We got married. I mean, Josefina, yeah. are you like a... Like a... Like a... a, a, a ordained minister? But you should have got Jaime to talk to the actor, you know what I mean? So then he's feeding him mm-hmm. and maybe turning him into a fan. I know, but what's so funny is I so take on the daddy role so fast. And this twink, even though he's in his early 30s, he, he's very much playing the, like the weak twink mode, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I don't have any coffee. And I ordered it. And I go, waiter, coffee for this man, please. You know, and I'm just like, I'm all, let me take care of it. I'm all of a sudden like, little twink, I will help you. What do you need? You know? And so he and I are talking. This fucking twink, his name's Matthew, by the way. He has no shortage of conversation. However, the conversation the entire time, Mike, revolved around himself. Okay. I know the type. Yeah. Bitch. He didn't even ask me my fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> he talked to me for half an hour. He didn't even ask me my name. He didn't ask me a single question about himself. I mean, I'm sorry, about, about myself. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. ask me a goddamn question about myself, not even to my fucking name. He just yeah. talked to me as if he was just talking. Well, he is talking to some random person, but like as if he was being interviewed or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, and so actually about... 20 minutes into this 30-minute interaction with him, I was like, oh, God, yeah. you know? And so that's where the real Sophie's Choice came in, where it was, I have this twink who, when I say paying attention to me, I mean, he's talking to me, yeah, but only about himself and doesn't ask me a single fucking question about myself. Or do I talk to the guy who I don't want to sleep with, but... <laughs> All he Who's wants nice. to do is talk about me. <laughs> now, by the way, and Richard even said, like, because I was, because I was, I was, ma- I made the obvious joke, like, wait a minute, then you're the actor, right? You're like Matthew, and Richard's like, no, you would ask Jaime about himself, as you know, yeah, I get very interviewy. Yeah, you are super interviewy. Yeah, so I learned, and, but you always find a way to kind of like bring it back, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, uh. You know, like, I work at this uh, warehouse, and there was this really heavy box, and so I just had to, like, um, what's the word? I had to, like, move it, but it's heavy, and I'll drag it? You had to drag this box? Like, you know, that reminds me, what did you think of my episode where I did the <laughs> the roast of Pheromone and I rewrote her jokes? <laughs> um, oh, that was fine. You know, like, anyway, 
So I was really, really torn about what to do. Um, eventually, I just talked to Richard, actually. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was my compromise. I have a conversation with Richard. Um, no, and I also so talked to Jaime. The playwriting class is done then. That was like the final. Oh, no. Kind I, of I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to the story. I can't, I, I can't really just remember this. Towards the end. Oh, no, no. This, no, he told me this early on. So Matthew tells me early on. Because he. Oh, he's doing. Oh, he's such a fucking actor. He's like, oh, they brought my coffee. Thank you. Oh, I cannot get this wet. Oh, please, you know, make sure everyone. I can't get this wet. I can't get this wet, everybody. Like, what the fuck can you get wet, right? <laughs> and it's like script pages, you know. And I go, oh, are you learning lines for something? And he goes, what's so funny? I don't. It's just funny to me how like obvious i like i've seen people just like this. yeah 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 he i go oh are you learning lines for something and he goes yes um i have an audition tomorrow for television i'm actually really a television actor not a theater actor i'm doing this as a favor so i have an audition tomorrow for a program and i go oh where he goes it's for casting at i'm auditioning for the casting people at mm-hmm. oh wait i can't say that huh <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Oh, well, they're going to edit this show. Okay, I got to edit this one part. Fuck. <laughs> it's for the casting people at this major network. Yeah. Okay. And I go, oh, really? And so this is what I'm still kind of, I text John Paul and I say, hey, listen, uh, keep an eye out for this actor, Matthew Blank, right? Yeah, but why? Well, this is a point. I, I, this is, a, I wasn't sick of him at this point, right? Oh, like you wanted to do him a solid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being okay oh. at this point, right? Oh, oh. This is like early, early on in the in the, in the conversation where I was like, for some reason, when be maybe because you told it kind of out of order. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking you are like trying to sabotage no. him. Well, hold on, story's not over. <laughs> so, so early on, when I'm like, oh, I'm a, this kid's gonna suck my dick in an hour, right? I'm like, hey, keep an eye out for this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the night goes on and uh, whatever. The next morning, I get a text message from... No, not the next morning. Like During the day, the next day, I get a text message from John Paul. And he says, how do you know who this person is? Yeah. And I go, oh, uh, long story. I met him and he's awful. And he goes, yeah. oh, because I have his audition tape right in front of me and I'm looking at it. And uh, what's wrong with him? And I go, he... And I tell him the whole story. He goes like, oh, all right, well... Toss aside, right? He goes, he was only okay anyway. And so I was like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you. Look, here's the thing with this, right? Here's the thing in Los Angeles. And this is always, and this, I'm not making this up for now. I've told this to my students, my former students who go to Los Angeles for whatever reason, who want to work in the entertainment business. You never know who you are talking to. That's one of the biggest skills you need to have is social skills, some sort of social um, literacy so that you wait because you never know because you might look at me and go like, uh, look at this fucking pathetic fat slob who, you know, he, he 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 looks horrible like a child molester. Right. What the fuck does it? But meanwhile, I know a lot of people, Matthew. Right? And you just fucked. You don't know who you fucking know. Ask a fucking goddamn question. Ask my... All you had to do was just ask what my fucking goddamn name was and maybe what I do. Right? Because there was another part where we were talking about 
comedy and he explained comedy to me oh well you understand stand-up comedians do this and i was like you fucking little dick but i never because i have at least enough self-respect i never at one point said like listen fucker i did stand-up comedy i know how stand-up comedy is don't tell me about it right i was just like oh really oh wow and I was like, you never fucking know, you piece of shit. You don't know who people know. And so, now, granted, he doesn't know this lesson, okay? Yeah. But, um, but then that comes later. This is sage showbiz advice from Joe Batanz. Yes. So that's, anyway, that's part one. What's going on with you? Nothing. <laughs> really? really? Nothing's like, happened? No, I mean, it's been, um, I had an update on one of my stories I wanted to tell you, but I forget what it, which one it was. We did go to uh, Vegan Sushi. Oh, oh yeah, been... I, I, I think I talked to you when you were leaving for that. Yeah, and, but we talked about it on here, didn't we? Or was that know. just on the phone? <laughs> I never know when we talk or anything anymore. <laughs> well, anyway, I went. It was so good, Joey. But um, as Steve pointed out, like, the price was exactly the same as real sushi. Mm-hmm. But like, you're paying for like high market fish, right? Where you that like that makes sense why sushi is expensive because it's difficult to obtain and right. Well, yes, but I also feel and this could come into the cost is well they're they're clearly fucking you over because there's that cost of the fish, right? But I feel it do, does take skill to kind yeah, of make. Is, there yeah. is that skill. Was it like that? Like really, like they make a flower out of a of a zucchini or something. Yeah. Okay. And and this had like you know really ornate things. It was so good though. Um, but it ties into one of my news stories. But we'll get there in a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh my! So I wanted to tell you about uh, my sister's birthday is coming up, and yeah. she's a friend of the show, occasional friend of the show. So mm-hmm. she might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she already opened her gift, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. But her and my dad have become increasingly more difficult to buy presents for Mm -hmm. and i think that this some of this is just old age because like i don't know if we get really good at not talking about things we want or if we just get the things we want when we want them Mm -hmm. or uh, also like the things I want are getting more and more expensive mm-hmm. and those are things I'll buy for myself or I want the better versions of them, all of it. So yeah. I've decided now for gift giving, at least for these folks and um, I'm going to, I just buy them what I think I want <laughs> and that they would also like, if that makes sense. So I'm not thinking of like what they'll even use. So for my sister's birthday, I bought her a bread box. Do you want is- a bread box? Well, this was a cute one. I think it would be kind of cool, yeah. Okay. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I'll just get it for my sister. So she got a this weird bread box. It's like tin. Let me ask and... you a question. And I know it's going to sound super, super dumb. Yeah. Okay. But it's going to sound dumb, but it's going somewhere. Okay. What does a bread box do? You put bread in it. It holds bread. But, like, let's say, for instance, I just baked a loaf of bread. Could I just put the loaf of bread in there with no covering on it whatsoever? Yeah. Oh. I think, I feel like people, though, would put in, like, a cheesecloth or a towel of some sort, mm-hmm. right, to, to help keep it dry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else it does. Maybe 
if it keeps it protects it also from like i don't know getting smushed yeah. on the counter mm-hmm. do you ever do you put bread in the fridge ever no are you like one of those people no i don't do you know people Some who people do? do yeah yeah well my grandmother used to also keep bread in the freezer yeah my was, grandma too i thought like yeah that's like an old person thing to do yeah keeping it fresh for longer and mm-hmm. we would take it out and just put it directly in the toaster now look if you're gonna if you only make toast then it makes sense because it's gonna keep it longer and the toast it doesn't it's irrelevant right however if you wanted to have a fucking sandwich well you would have to toast the bread have a toasted bread sandwich no but then you want a soft white bread sandwich yeah maybe that's not an option if you freeze yeah huh so I got my sister a bread box and then for my dad I got he, he's never ever expressed an interest in this but I got him one of those little like um hand it's a handheld one where you can uh turn like vegetables into spaghetti. Oh yeah, like any kind of vegetable or what kind of vegetable? Well like a uh, zucchini or uh Yeah. Um I don't really know what the options are mm-hmm. but it has to be held by that thing and then it spirals spiral spirals around it mm-hmm. i don't know it's weird but he's never expressed an interest in it but i thought i maybe would want one so i got him one oh. <laughs> for father's day are you hoping and, that they come back and give it to you now or what, what are you hoping for nothing no i just hope that they'll enjoy it but i've i've gotten to the point where i'm not even going to try to like get them something that i think like oh they've i think they've said they needed this or I don't know. I'll get the wrong one or whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. going to get what I think I want to get them now. <laughs> New philosophy. I think, I think that's a good approach. I think I like it. Yeah. Um, what else? Do you have any other personal stories? I sure do, Mike Lawson. So my cousin Natalie, sister of my cousin Richard. Yeah. It was, by the way, friend of the show. I think I, I think she still listens. I'm not sure. But I know Hi, she. Natalie. I, yeah. I know she was a big fan of the show. Um, she had her birthday. Uh, on Saturday. Once again, going back to what I was talking about was, uh, you know, I saw Richard on Friday. Uh, we went, we had, whenever Richard is on summer vacation, we start having cousin days. Mm-hmm. We go and do quirky things that only we would want to do. So, for instance, on Friday, we went to go see, okay, this is super weird. And actually, only you would get it because you're from Los Angeles. But I think... Anyone else outside of LA would think would not think this is weird and won't get this. Richard, I think it's so funny that the biggest names in the foundation of Hollywood. So I'm talking about the actual Warner Brothers, yeah, and Louis B. Mayer, and two of the Three Stooges. I mean, that, I mean, they're big names, and Carl Lemley, who's also a big movie haunt, head honcho in the early days. They're all buried. At a Jewish cemetery in East L.A. Mm -hmm. And we just thought it was so interesting that these titans of Hollywood were buried at a a, a Jewish cemetery in East L.A. A lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, pre-World War II, there was something called redlining. So Jews were only allowed to be in certain places, you Mm. know. And so the cemeteries were obviously in places where white people did not live. So we went to go visit the graves of these titans of, of ho- old Hollywood. And um, so Richard was like, oh, you're going to go to my sister's birthday party? And her birthday party was at a gay bar in downtown Los Angeles called Redline. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally? Oh, my God. 
to Richard. <laughs> I never made the fucking connection. That's interesting. That is so weird. <laughs> oh, random. So anyway, so we're at a gay bar in, in Hollywood, in, in downtown. So Saturday rolls around. It's that Saturday night, you know. Oh, I was supposed to go to Tacolandia. L- oh, yeah. It. I didn't go. Oh. I hadn't bought my ticket yet. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it sold very well this year because they were literally on Gold Star for $20 right before the event. Yeah. And so that w- that made me even more tempted to buy it. But then I remembered, like, it's going to be, like, literally 100 degrees. And taco- I also feel like those things, you just wait in line for too much, for too little. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, you're right. I've never been to this one, so I don't know. It's, it's- not as bad because they have so many vendors or people to get out tacos. That it's not, you never wait in line for that long. Like, maybe yeah. 10 minutes at the most. But um, – but it was going to be 100 degrees. I've been so many times that I know there's zero shade and zero places to sit down. So now you're just walking around in the heat eating hot Mexican food? Like, no thank you, right? Then I asked John Paul I – told, I told John Paul, like, I, don't, I was just asking about it. And he was like, well, I'm not going to even show up until 5. Oh. And by that point, like, the people are already closing up shop at 5. You know? It's, it's literally from, like, 2 to 5 or 2 to 6 or something, you know? So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I didn't go. So I just stayed home all day and I just like kind of vegged. Yeah. Because it was so hot I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go do all those those <laughs> activities I'm always doing, you know? <laughs> so um, it started getting close to the time. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I was just like, do I really want to fucking go? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, you know what, Joe? You haven't actually talked to another adult or human being. Well, no, actually, it'll be like 24 hours. But, like, Richard had been the only adult I'd really seen in, like, three days. Mm-hmm. And so I go, uh, let's go. So I took a shower and I went, right? Yeah. And I drive Put on a black t-shirt. Put on a black jeans. t-shirt and some jeans. But to fancy it up, I wore boots instead of te- tennis shoes. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I show now, up. Do you walk in with a present or no? I'm not even joking. I was just like, I didn't even stop to get cash. It was such a last minute thing. I didn't get a present and I didn't get cash, which becomes a problem because. <laughs> Just the, be glad I'm here. Yeah. The bar's downtown. Okay. Uh huh. Parking? I, I can't find parking and all the lots are cash only. Oh. So I'm like, fuck, I don't have any cash, right? Yeah. So I, I circle the block looking for like uh, meter parking, but I can't find it. So I'm fine. I'm already texting Richard, but I'm already setting up the whole, like, I'm going to go home thing. Yeah. yeah and then right. I find parking, like, <laughs> close by. I can't find parking, and I have a really bad headache. Yeah, sorry, later. Oh, wait, <laughs> never mind. Here I am. Richard goes, I have some parking right here, and he waves me down. So I'm like, uh, right? Good, so good. I park. I go in. And actually, was really, I had a really good time when I was there. And yeah. I was talking to people. I actually people. feel like on days where I, it starts in this way... And I still end up showing up. I usually have the most amount of fun. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not expecting very much. And yeah, I just I'm like kind of I'm up here a minute, and I just really enjoy that minute. That's exactly. Know? I was like, you know what? I'll just leave early, right? Yeah. So I'm there. I'm talking to like my cousins, my different cousins, and different people, right? Because some people there know I do a drag race recap podcast, so now I'm become like the expert on drag queens, and so they're like. Hey, I heard you have a, a drag race podcast. And I go, yeah. What are your thoughts on Valentina? 
So then, but I will say, I, for some, I have trouble initiating conversation, so that is a good icebreaker, you know? Yeah, with homosexuals. Totally. You know what, actually, that was actually the big icebreaker with, you know, I met with that person that you and I were talking about. Um, I don't want to edit the show. Um, oh. Who I might be working on a project with. Oh, yeah. And that was a great, Drag Race was a great icebreaker. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to, like, uh, kick you, mm-hmm. but this is what normal people talk about when it's their job. Oh, <laughs> like, I... what do you do for work? And then that's our icebreaker. It's like, yeah. I do this, and then people relate to that. And so this is a job for you. you yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> I know. So, so uh, anyway, I guess it must be like when you work at Disneyland as a character, people yeah. want it, they have so many questions about it. Is it hot in there? <laughs> yeah. That, that, what, what, are the, what are the, the, the three big questions? Is it hot in there? Do people kick you or hit you? That's kind of, the, those are the big ones. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, is Mickey a girl? Oh, interesting. Has Steve ever asked you questions? questions? About that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. We, we, got, we got them out of the way early on. So, so anyway, I'm there at the, at the bar, right? Yeah, doing your Drag Race recap at Do, the bar. Yeah, doing yeah. Joe Batanz's uh, special Drag Race appearance at uh, Red Line. Mondays is serious, and uh, <laughs> well, literally there is a drag queen dancing while I'm there. Okay, you know, and I was I remember thinking while I was there, God, I hate drag shows. <laughs> <laughs> I actually not a big drag fan. I like the show, but yeah, I, well, I think that's what Drag Race RuPaul's Drag Race is so good at. It's yeah, like it takes the fun part, and like you don't have to be. You don't have to have a drink in your hand to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't, you don't have to give them a dollar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I swear to God, when I saw Kimchi, she didn't even dance. She just walked on the stage in heels she couldn't walk in collecting dollar bills. Yeah, well, 100% of the time. Yeah, that's what a lot of... When you, when you watch these drag queens on YouTube, that's all they're doing. Yeah, it was awful. So anyway... The other ones would at least pretend to dance, you know? <laughs> I don't know. So I was... Um, at one point talking to Richard's boyfriend about drag race and he go, and then Richard comes up to me and he goes, did you see who's here? And I like quickly scan and it's like, it was funny. It's almost as like as when Richard finished a sentence, I see this dumb gay guy dancing like, like a fool on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. It's Matthew. Oh, the actor? The actor? Oh. So I'm like, oh, my God, right? And of course Richard knows him. For some reason, I thought you were setting us up to, like, you ran into a drag queen from Mm -hmm. the show. It just felt like that's the direction you were going. That's so funny. Yeah. Did you talk to him? Well, so then I'm sitting there. Mike, I am sitting, standing right next to Richard, right next to him. Our shoulders are touching, Okay. And I'm talking to a different cousin, and my cousin Alex, and Matthew walks right past me. And look, here's the deal. One of the things about being fat is it makes something memorable about you. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You're going to go, oh, there's that fat uh, child molester I was sitting next to at uh, Casa Fina, you know? Walks right past me, mm-hmm. and then just starts talking to Richard. The whole time? But, but you were talking to someone else, he said. 
Well, the three of us were talking. So when Matthew walks by and then starts talking to Richard, I start talking to Alex and I go, let me tell you the fucking story about this queen. Like the guy's standing right there. But at least he didn't like introduce himself to you or something. No, that would have been worse. Well, no, yeah. he. I'm glad he's he's glad he didn't. Because I tell Alex the whole story. Yeah. And I go, if this fucking queen locks eyes with me, I'm gonna fucking read her. And I'm what going. What do you get out of that, though? Just satisfaction. He didn't. But you know what? He never made eye contact with me, so he was lucky. So he wins because you didn't. For you to win, you have to read him. You said. But like, yeah, you're right. He won. I don't think that's really winning. I don't know. I feel like you win because you didn't have to stoop down to that level. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I, I said it, but I wonder if I would have really done it because that takes a. It's one thing to say it, mm-hmm. and it's one thing when the person's staring at you in the face to yep. be like. And also, I am at in my old age. I can think three steps ahead where I couldn't before. Totally. And now because I can think three steps ahead, I go like, you're going to look really stupid if the person's like, oh, hi. And I'm all like, let me tell you something. You were talking to me and you don't know who you're talking to in this town. So lesson number one, queen, be nice to everybody. That I'm Joe Batanz is going to read somebody voices. It sounds an awful lot like a boo hecker voice. <laughs> look, you know what? Everyone, you something. everyone has, you know, there's the, I, I'm not even joking. You're saying that, you know, in the cartoons, there was like the little devil on your shoulder uh-huh. and the little angel on your shoulder. Yeah. I would, if I had a picture of my devil on my shoulder, I think it'd be JLB, Joseph L. Buhecker. <laughs> your Buhecker voice, this like angry telling someone off voice. It's very similar to the bat, the, um, uh, guy in the t- cartoon, Doug. Do you remember the like bad guy in that? He wore a leather jacket. He was green. Oh yeah, yeah. That what his voice sounded like. I thought I he think was so. Yeah. yeah, I think he was like, hey, yeah. like <laughs> I don't know what, what. They, they are. I can't do it, but the, yeah, I know what you mean. They are actually. They are very um, similar. Well, I so, would hey, see Boo Hecker being like the bad guy in Doug. As a like a voice actor, Boo Hecker should do voice acting because he could do uh, the bad guy in Doug. He could do, like, if they did a cartoon version of, like, um, like a little Hitler, like a baby Hitler cartoon, yeah. or... or if, if they ever did a, um, what's that old lady who has the purple, she's a dude, but she has purple glasses. Do you know what I'm talking about? The old lady. She's a drag queen. Like, Oh, is that the one that's, like, on the Orbitz commercials, and, like, her name is, like, Miss Something 1981 or something? No. I can't think of it. That was a failed joke. I was going to say if they ever turned that into oh, a Dame Edna? series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they did a Dame Edna, Edna animated series, he could totally do that, dear. Oh, do you think so? Oh, yes, dears. Don't you think so? Yeah, but Dame Edna's like super funny. Well, as a voice actor, you don't write the scripts. Right? Yeah, I guess you're right. So, he, so you're saying if he had to read the script... Yeah, 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 he could do the voice. Can you Joey. imagine? Can you imagine? The, hold on, I know you have to get to the news. Can you imagine if you have a project, like let's say it's just like a silly project, like let's just say like, hey, uh, Joey, I, I want to hire you for like fifty dollars. Before com- you get to the punch of this, remember you don't want to edit, okay? 
I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. I wanna I wanna pay you fifty dollars to come do this, like record this thing. And you know it would be like entertainment lawyers would be involved and <laughs> there'd be Facebook requests for anyone know a good entertainment lawyer in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do your new story. Um speaking of entertainment, uh Kink dot com is selling off their props at the armory this coming Thursday. Um, does your basement play space lo- lack a stockade? If so, Joey, um, you might be, uh, you might want to head up here because this Thursday at the Armory, which I'm kind of just sort of understanding what it is right now. It's this huge building, but I get, they film porn in there. I knew I've known that, mm-hmm. but it's like they're. Com- it's also like a, an event space, and it's huge, and they're relocating their uh, video production to Las Vegas. So they are selling off a bunch of stuff. And they're keeping this. They're going to, like, maybe turn it into, like, some shopping space or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they posted on Craigslist that this Thursday from noon to 5, they'll be having a big yard sale. Mm-hmm. And they have some pictures um, which have, like, there's, like, a barber chair. I barber actually think chair? It, just, like, interesting sort of props. Like, barber chair. There's, like, a one of those... I don't know if they still use these or not, but like beauty ch- salon things where the like half dome comes over your head to dry you. There's coffins, there's bathtubs, there's toilets. There's all kinds of stuff. It's really, I don't know. It's interesting to me. Would you go to this yard sale? I would go, but I don't know if I'd buy anything. Cause I don't know if I want to think about a girl with a vagina wrapping up in a barber chair or something like that. And then yeah. also, where would you tell me? Like, it doesn't even, like, some of this stuff sounds cool, but it's like, First of all, what are you going to do with a fucking hairdryer? You know, like an old-timey hairdryer. And then you yeah. got to put it somewhere. And then people are going to be like, oh, where'd you get that? You're like, oh, the kink.com uh, rummage sale. I think, like, some of the stuff, though, might be cool for, I don't know, if you were making a haunted house or if you were a theater place, <laughs> right? Like, Yeah, oh, Boo Hacker should this go there. For, I don't know, if you're going to do Steel Magnolias don't, or... um. Yeah, isn't Steel Magnolias the beauty shop one? Oh yeah, I'm going to do Steel Magnolias. You, you would need that. So I don't the but like the coffins and toilets. I get. I don't know. It'd be good, at, like because it's in, in the Bay Area, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's in San Francisco. Yeah, like Boo Hacker should really come out here. Not to go back to Joey Boo Hacker, and really kind of rummage through that shit because I feel like that's something Boo Hacker is always looking for, like on Facebook. You know, because Boo Hacker uses Facebook like a like a personal wish list. You know. Yeah. We're talking a lot about him. Yeah, he'll love it. So then, uh, you know that he will be. There's always something that's like, attention, Facebook friends. Does anybody o- O'Connell and Company is looking for? Does uh, anybody know if they can find like an old timey hair dryer? Uh, and then this is always the best part about a Buhecker request is then he turns it on you as if you asked for it. You know, so he'll be like, uh, O'Connell and Company is. Um, Looking for trying to find anyone who owns like an old timey hair dryer, uh, willing to pay a modest amount. Uh, please note, you will need to deliver it yourself. We will not pick it up. And you're, how did I just get yelled at? <laughs> Looking like you're you're asking me for a favor. Sure. Oh, we are going to get so many disconnected text messages. Make no sense. Yeah. Well, he does a uh, speech to text or whatever. Oh, is that so what's every, happening? Yeah. So every once in a while, you have to like read between the lines because he, like, it'll you know how speech to check 
t- uh, speech to text does yeah. uh, weird translations every once in a while. Yeah. So we get those. And I don't know. It's funny. Um, what, what, do you got any other stories, Joe? I sure do, Mike Lawson. Uh, in, in fiction, Batman serves as the brooding protector of Gotham City. But last night, the character's signature bat signal loomed over Los Angeles as oh. the city paid tribute to the actor, Adam West, who played Batman in the 1960s by broadcasting the symbol onto its city hall. Hundreds gathered at the ceremony honoring him, which was officiated by the city's police chief, Charlie Beck, and by the Los Angeles mayor, Eric Garcetti, who gave brief remarks before lighting the signal. Mike Lawson, my question to you. Well, it's actually a two-part question. Did you ever watch the old Batman show? Yeah, we used to watch it when it was... Um, they would play it like during the daytime. Yeah, 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 like yeah. A, a pretty uh, staple of daytime TV for a while. Did you ever masturbate to Robin? No, uh-uh. I think I, when I did watch it, I was maybe a little too young to kind of think of them as sexy do you know what i mean i feel I, I don't have any memory of this but i could see myself as a young man masturbating to robin because i couldn't you, it, there's something that's a little effeminate about him and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with being effeminate but i feel like my early childhood fantasies were about like men do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like who's so, a good example of one like um i don't know like um who's a good example like tony danza Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen young uh, pictures of Tony Danza? Oh, yeah. Like Taxi oh. Tony Danza. But have you ever seen Tony Danza? I think he was like a naked Tony Danza, like when he was a boxer. Oh, God. Young yeah. when he was a boxer, Tony Danza? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But this bat signal thing proved that the bat signal can't work IRL. Like, you can't just put it into the sky and it's yeah. going to show a bat. You need clouds. Right? Yeah. It, well, even clouds, like, they would have to be flat clouds that are perpendicular oh, yeah. to your signal, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to make it look right. Like, it, I don't think that it works right. Uh, and your cover's been blown, bat signal. We know what's up. Yeah, that's a good point. So, here's the funny thing with this. So, I saw this, right? And I saw pictures from it, and people were, like, on costumes, and, like, a lot of the cast members were there, like, Catwoman and Robin and... Uh, other yeah. people right and there are people dressed up and it was and there's a, this production company called Redline production company yeah and there's a company weird. called yeah and they drew a red line around the people where they couldn't <laughs> go and um so we we are I, I see this on the new I actually watched a live feed of it on Facebook and it's downtown but you know who else lives downtown who the Johns okay so I'm thinking to myself oh Oh, they have to be there. Evil John has to fucking be there. Evil John, 1,000% has to be there. So I keep skimming Instagram. Why don't you text them? I don't understand why you're like... Why do you want to interrupt him? Because he's there. Using old-timey, like, techniques. No, I... I, 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 Mike, it was so obvious he was going to be there. I was like, I'm not going to even... I mean, I know he's there. I'll just run into him when I run into him. Yeah. So I'm skimming Instagram. I never see the dolls. Like, I'm all, okay. who knows what happened, right? So I'm talking to, to John Paul about Taco Landy, and I go, like, oh, my God. And I told him the story. I go, like, I saw us, the, you know, the thing this weekend, this week, and I was like, there's no way Evil John is not there. And he goes, John Paul goes, where? Oh, they didn't know? And I go, downtown for the bat signal thing. He goes, what are you talking about? Uh-oh. I go, how did you not know this? And he goes, oh, don't tell Evil John. He would have wanted to go. He didn't go. He didn't know about it. And I was like, oh, God. So I'll tell him at some point. I'll probably just text him. I'll be like, oh. he knew Adam West died. 
Oh, he definitely knew Adam West died. Okay. But I'm surprised there wasn't even a tribute to Adam West. Oh, I don't think I told... Did I tell this? No, I can't tell this story on the show. It's too good, though. I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, that's my news story. Great. Um, what are you doing next week? Next week. I, um, in the next week, what am I doing? Um, I'm just... Well, oh, well, you know, okay. I'm working, but also for our listeners... Not this show, and for my own reasons. Oh, you guys heard it last week, why? But RuPaul's Drag Race recap is going to be part of the live Pride 48 streaming event, okay? And RuPaul's Drag Race recap will be on Sunday, June 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific at pride48.com. By the way, I have an update from the last episode. I get this uh, phone call from Adam Burns, co-founder of Pride 48, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I pick up the phone. Not even a hello, right? And he goes, I'm not trying to be like Boo Hacker. I don't want to be like him. And I was like, okay. But you're a fucking asshole. And I go, why? That conversation did not happen like that at all. Like, you were saying, and I was, like, screaming at the phone, like, I never said that. I actually don't even remember what I said. But according to Adam Burns, that conversation did not occur the way I said it occurred. He texts me to tell me that uh, you're a liar as well. (laughs) He wanted to make sure I knew. Do you remember what the story was? Um... I don't, well, see, I don't want to speculate because I don't. There are some stories that maybe I don't know that you want. Oh, okay. I don't. No, I don't know. I remember us talking, but I don't remember what we recorded. If that makes sense. Well, again, this is very Adam Burns. I do know this. When he told, I think there's one part where it's like he he doesn't focus on the meat and potatoes of what was wrong. It's not like so everyone should know. It's not like I said like the sky is blue and he said the sky is green. It's like you said I called you. And you called me. Right, right. And right. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I only put, I know what it was. I only put Taylor the Latte Boy on as an owner because, and there's some reason, I don't remember why, but it's like these like weird little, spe- where like the gist of what I said was correct, but like I got the fact wrong that I think I called him. Yeah. He didn't call me. By the way, 95% of the people listening are not listening, really, including me. <laughs> so yeah. inside baseball. <laughs> well, I just want to correct it, okay? I was okay. really upset. Yeah, I don't yeah. want people telling lies about me. Well, uh, why don't you apologize, Joe, if you're truly sorry? Adam Burns, I am sorry. And um, I know my punishment, because you told me this, is that RuPaul's Drag Race recap is not the closing show. And um, so, and you know what? And I also talked to, you know, I talked to Nicole from Greetings from Nowhere. Oh, good. And, you know, she, you know, what I love about Nicole, and you will agree with this, is she's very cup half full. Yeah. And so she heard and she goes, I hope you get a lot of listeners and more listeners than we get. That way they can stay for our show afterwards. Oh, nice. And I think that was a nice spin on it. Yeah. Because even if we get like three listeners only. That will have tripled their listeners for... Joe, stop. (laughs) You, like, just made the amends. It was all... (laughs) Fucking hell, man. Okay, what about you? What are you doing this week? 
Um, well, I got this like really exciting. I'm actually I I need to have fun. I'm going to the George Gershwin Trust office to get a look around to see what's up there. Um, and uh, Steve's coming back from Chicago, so that'll be good. I don't really have much planned though, aside from work shit, you know. Oh, Pride is next weekend here in San Francisco, mm-hmm. so that'll be on the the list as well. And that's it. So it was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.